hello everyone and welcome to the moonshine jesus show glad that you could join us today we hope that you will follow us on social media we hope that you will chime in wherever you are watching in the comment section so that you can participate and we hope that you'll pour yourself a drink and be ready to listen to us chat about the netflix show ozark we are a spoiler full zone not a spoiler-free zone, and we are brought to you by ProgressiveChristianity.org. Hope you will check us out and find some wonderful resources there. I'm here today, as always, with my buddy Mark. How are you doing today, Mark? I am doing very well, very well. I would like to add to your introduction that, as yes. always, we are not a spoiler-free zone, and that is probably going to be very important as we talk about the conclusion and wrap up of conclusion of ozark can you believe it's over what a ride I man know, know, what a ride and so Indeed. if we're gonna if we're gonna go on this ride and we're gonna yes. talk about the spoilers yes. we need some drinks you better believe it better believe you it. have one i do you got I, yeah i am i am drinking an ozark howler so there's okay. a have you heard of you used to live kind of in the area have you heard i lived the in the ozarks yeah I, I don't know about Nozark Howler, though. Uh, well, I want to hear about it. It's a, mythical it's a mythical creature, but uh, and if oh. you ever see it, if you ever see it, you'll end up dead. And there's plenty of death in Nozark, so I felt like it was a, a fitting <laughs> themed drink. It's got uh, vodka, and part of what makes it uh, uh, Ozark, it has rum chata, which is a drink that has made in the Ozarks. Uh -huh. uh, heavy cream, some chocolate syrup for the side of the glass, and a little bit on the coloring and a little vanilla flavoring uh, and I, I have tried to play up the Ozark theme I've put mine in, in a mason jar uh, uh -huh. glass with a rimmed it with a little bit of, of, of black sugar so that that's mine how about you sir that looks delicious and I feel like I'm a bad Ozark <laughs> boy I don't know I've never heard of this mythical creature like what what's hey, wrong with me I'm trusting the internet and the internet's never wrong so <laughs> never it never <laughs> is. so okay so uh, Mark you and I we're often on yep. the same wavelength yeah, so this is true, this is true. Here, here's what I've got I've got a moonshine margarita and uh, I am also drinking mine out of a, a mason jar. Hey, uh, very with good. A, with a well hand. played. You so, got a nice uh, handle on yours. Yeah, isn't that nice? <laughs> to keep my hand. Uh, so I've got uh, moonshine, white lightning, old smoke, uh, smoky moonshine, grapefruit soda, lime juice, orange juice, and simple syrup. So, Sounds lovely. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to a great show, man. Mm. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yours that, good? That, that could be trouble. You could, <laughs> you could drink a lot of that Did without you? realizing. Oh, I thought you were going to say you just saw a mythical creature popping I, out of I the got, screen at you. I got a suspicion <laughs> after one of these, you might. <laughs> okay, well, let's see what mythical creatures Mark sees when we come back <laughs> from the drop. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. Today, Caleb and I will be looking at the Netflix smash hit Ozark. 
a little background if you've not watched it before. This is a story of of a family. Well, basically, after a, a money laundering scheme for a Mexican drug cartel, you can already tell it's a family show. After that, that scheme for a drug <laughs> cartel goes wrong, financial advisor Marty Bird proposes to make amends by offering to set up an even bigger laundry making operation for the cartel out of the Missouri Ozarks. And he he moves his family from the Chicago suburbs to kind of a remote summer resort in the Ozarks where he and, and ultimately his family as well also become entangled with local criminals, uh, the Langmore family, the Snell family, and later even with the Kansas City Mafia. Uh, uh-huh. And folks, if you haven't picked up on it yet, this show's pretty dark, isn't it, Caleb? <laughs> It's it's a little dark. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I guess laundering money for a drug cartel and uh, dealing with this uh, kind of uh, Ozarks, uh, o- Ozarks darker underside. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's poppy, pretty dark. Pop, the crime people growing poppies and. Yeah, there's all kinds of fun. And I appreciate that narrative because the the reality is that it's only four seasons, but with Mm -hmm. COVID-19 and all, uh, things got delayed. And it seems like it's been a long time since we saw Marty and Wendy Bird at the beginning of their story in Chicago. And uh, it seems like they've been in the Ozarks for a real long time. (laughs) And uh, man, it's been quite a ride. It has been it, a rock. It really has. I got to tell you, yeah. just trying to put it together a yeah. quick little introduction to orient a few people. Yeah. It was impossible, man. There's so much that actually happens. Trying to yeah. fit some of the major themes in. I mean, it is it is a a a, a roller coaster ride from the the word go. Is it not? I mean, it just it, it never slows down. Is. Yeah. Never slows down, and uh, the characters uh, change throughout as well, and mm-hmm. you see different different threats to the bird family coming along and the bird family finding uh creative ways to remove them as obstacles and so you've got a lot of characters that come through and uh you see uh the bird family devolve uh, (laughs) throughout the massively but you know what's interesting is and there's a lot of weird unexpected storytelling Mm -hmm. uh techniques being used here that's creative their Mm -hmm. family devolves the more they are open with each other about what's going on (laughs) that's true isn't that nuts i've never seen that before yeah that's right usually yeah someone is kind of a moral center that brings them back. That really right. doesn't happen much in Ozark. <laughs> much? much? <laughs> I, I, there are like some strings back and forth, like especially when the kids uh, first start getting involved because Marty and Wendy Bird have two kids. And uh, right. when they start getting involved, there is, you know, some initial concern. And uh, But they all end up getting involved in the business and no. I mean, by the end of the show, man, they're they're all in. It's it reminds me of like Breaking Bad. Uh, I was thinking about this the yeah, whole time I was watching the absolutely. last season. It's like, mm-hmm. man, you are on a ride, and I didn't know what was going to happen. You probably did. I bet you knew. I bet from like the first season, <laughs> you, Mark. I bet you're like, I know where this is going to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you I feel mean, like course, you knew where this was going to land? Of course. No, you know, I, the only thing I felt like I knew, and, and it was because of the storytelling that they were doing, was that there was no way this was going to end up good. Like, because what we basically have is um, 
the consequences of a story about how consequences of bad choices yeah. can snowball. And we uh -huh. saw that early on, like the theme of the show, as I set it, set it up for us was, so he was a financial manager and he started doing a little money laundering. So money disappears and the cartel gets mad and he's like, oh, don't worry, I can fix it. You know how I'll fix it? By doing more of what I just did badly. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll launder even more money for you. Yeah. And, and, and then you see more choices like that where something goes wrong and their choice is that they believe they can always fix the last bad choice with an even worse choice that somehow that that's going to make it better. Um, and it, it leads me to this question. I'm wondering, is this simply yeah. a, a dark show about the saying two two wrongs don't make a right uh-huh <laughs> do you think there's any chance that that's all that's really going on here is this just a dark way of telling the 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 saying of two wrongs don't make a right i don't know things seem to work out okay for the birds so like i had a, mm -hmm. a, a so i had a, a i had a thought here here's what i thought here's what i thought was going to be the most okay. important part okay because you know at the beginning of season four we see this um we, we see this uh, this foreshadowing where the car's in an accident, right? And you don't right. know what, what's going to happen to them. Yeah. And so and you don't even know the go, timeline when it happens. You don't know the timeline. Yeah, right. So you go, but you go back in time. Uh, right. We assume we go back in time some. And uh, so we see the events of season four where things fully unravel. Uh, yeah. But we, we also see, you know, Wendy and Marty, especially Wendy, trying to take control, trying to control every little thing and trying to control every little thing in a huge drug cartel. Right. And so right. Uh, it, it seems like everything's worked out and then they get in this accident. And I thought for a moment the point of the story wasn't going to be yeah. two, two wrongs don't make a right, but was going to be that um, that no matter how hard you try to control stuff. There are always, yeah. there's always some random event that can happen. I thought, I thought maybe Marty and Wendy were going to die, mm. but they didn't. And they walked out of the thing unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, that, and is, so, that, that, that is true. But that's also part of why yeah. I just keep going back. Like, yeah. sure, they're unscathed. But do we have any reason to believe that we're not going, the first four seasons, the story really was, you can do all the side stories you want. The story really was, Marty and eventually members of his family yeah. screw something up with people that are much more powerful and willing to kill you. And they go, Oh, we'll fix this. And, and their choice tends to be doing something else that's messed up and it gets worse and they make a bigger mistake. Like that's the whole story. That's all it does. It just ramps up the whole time of, Oh, it does. Worse. Oh, but worse. Oh, but what worse. are the consequences for a Mark? I mean, they, they well, lose people, but do they even really care? I mean, do they care about anyone that they end up losing? Even even like family members, do they care about the brother who they have murdered? Other than the, the kids kind of care. I mean, there's a little bit of caring in there. It's not a yeah. whole lot. But do we have any reason to hope that they're not spending the rest of their lives on this ever ramping up? Because, all right, so, so here comes the big spoiler. If you don't want okay. to spoil it, don't okay. listen. All right, yeah. so we the, the, the conclusion of the show... Uh -huh is this P.I., uh, what was his name, Will or something like that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, this P.I. Yeah, yeah they had been private investigator, P.I., Will. I don't remember what his name was. But, <laughs> we, but we'll make one up he, for him. Oh, it's Mel. It's, well, it's not Will, it's Mel. 
So uh, he, he's been trying to figure out what's going on with the brother that got killed earlier in the show and has a lot to do. But anyway, he's there. He's kind of figured out what's going on. He's confronting the family. And they had finally just convinced uh, both of the kids to come back home with them, particularly the yeah. son who had was considering starting his own money laundering business because he had done so well for Ruth. And we need to talk more about Ruth. Um, and you're not 100 you just know he's okay to being with his family. And as this PI, Mel, calls out the family and it is like, I, I know what's happened and you can't escape from this anymore. The son just pulls out a shotgun. We see the fan, he, and he points it dead at the PI. Uh-huh. As far as we know, he's never killed anyone before. Right. He's po- pointing it dead at the PI. Both of the parents look at the PI. The screen goes blank, and we hear. <laughs> right. No remorse in this. No hesitation. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so this no. is what I think. So I think what so you what? just said, I think it points to the real moral of the story. Do you, do you really, because a... I think it points to the fact that they just keep ramping up and it getting worse, and they're going to keep, as a family, running from the law and running from the cartel. And so, what do well, you I think, think it is? I think I think that's true. I think that's true. But I think the point is that the rich and the powerful get away with it. They get away with whatever mm. is going on. Um, huh. and because well, I don't know because I mean, if you think yeah. about it, Navarro, yeah. the, the the head of the cartel, he he. He gets what's coming to him. He ends up dead. His brother, uh, but- who was trying to take it over, ends up dead. Uh, 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 Ruth, who was trying to go straight, ends up dead. They all are powerful right. people in their own right. So, well, maybe, most of them maybe. are not white. Are not white powerful people in the Midwest climbing the social ladder? And uh, even Ruth, uh, she comes from white powerful she comes men. From a, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth is well. That's is not true. A male. Well, yeah, although I, Wendy, I think is, is power, but but I think it's also uh, I think it's also a commentary on like uh, you know like social classes. Like, can Ruth <laughs> really ever escape her her background? Uh, and right. I actually thought I thought I thought it was going to end differently, Mark. I thought okay. Ruth was going to come out okay. Uh, I thought Ruth was going to get clean. I, I thought she was going to run the casino. I thought the Burke well, family was all going to die. Well, you know, that, I thought it was going to be the a, opposite That's way. a great thought, and it brings me to a question I was dying to ask you. Okay. And, and it, cause it, it's one of the questions I always think of, particularly in dark shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. Were there any redeemable character? Were any uh, character? While I was watching, I was going, were any of these redeemable? But at this point, did anyone get redeemed? Ruth is a great entry point into this yep. conversation because yeah. she does try to go straight. Like she finally yep. says, I'm out of this business. I'm going to mm-hmm. run a, a clean casino. She mm-hmm. gets pulled back in by the FBI of all people, but <laughs> she agrees to laundry money, but she's doing it under the FBI's direction. So technically it's not a crime. So it was was she redeemed? Was she the re, was she redeemed? No, I no. But see, I thought she was going to be. I I huh. thought that that Ruth was going to experience this redemption arc. Everything's falling mm. into place for Ruth. Right. And uh, I thought, okay, she's going to be able to get away from all this. She's going to be able to live a different kind of life, and she's going to be able to to move, you know, into this this world that she's always dreamed about. But at the end of the day, she ends up still doing everything that marty bird wants her to do right marty is the one who wants her to launder money 
for, for the Navarro cartel. I, I think she's just doing whatever Marty wants. I mean, she's being her. manipulated. She's being manipulated. I'll give you she that. She is, as but, she has been the whole time. The whole time. But, but hey, she's not the only one. It's, tell me a relationship where there is a manipulation and deceit as a, 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 a big part, or at least part of the relationship. Were there any relationships that didn't have some manipulation and deceit going on? Even within the family any. who were... How None. like as the family was being completely honest with Joe, here, here's what's going on as we're dealing with the drug cartel. They're still manipulating, they're still they're deceiving. Still, yeah, they yeah, and they but have that's things every relationship. That's every, every single relationship. relationship. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you one more name, and you may that's not even okay. recognize this character's name, which mm -hmm. tells you how sad it is that this might be, I don't know, the redeemable <laughs> character. Uh okay. What about Maya Miller? The, the FBI Maya. agent? Yes, the FBI okay, well, agent who came in. So she did. And so lived I with think, them for a little while. Right. And then, so, and and had the baby and all. And mm -hmm. so, and mm -hmm. so she does get to a point where she's not going to deal with the birds. She's, she's not, uh, she's not going to, uh, she's, she's not going to have anything to do with the, uh, you know, the way they're trying to manipulate the, the cartel. She's right. just, and, she I, goes, I arrest, if, goes ahead and arrests him. Uh, goes Even ahead and arrests him. And, and the rest of the FBI didn't want her to. And Marty no. and his wife didn't want him to. But she's like, I, I, justice must be served. Here's the point where I think we we see that that maybe she has she has been redeemed. And mm -hmm. that's whenever she's uh, she's meeting with the PI, Mel. Yeah. And and right, they've offered him that's, that's this opportunity to go, go back. <laughs> they they've offered him this opportunity to go back to the Chicago yeah. PD, and he's trying to, to get him to get him to, to leave them alone, right? Because they want to keep the their kids. Alone. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so uh, she says, she says something like, "You know, you know what the right thing to do is, and if you don't, right. don't bother calling me again. Don't, uh, yeah. don't bother ever coming back." And so. Maybe she's experienced, uh, I like uh, a moral. Maybe she's become the right. only moral character no, she, in the Ozark she, universe. Throughout her story, our justice was always the most important yeah. thing to her. It's why she became a yeah. FBI agent. Yeah. And then, while I don't think it's our particular kind of Christianity, she also, after she talks to that PI, she calls the birds, and then she tells them that even if they get this PI to agree that, mm -hmm. that they are not going to be able to uh, escape this because God will still know what they have done. Yes. And I think, yeah. I think that line, Mark, mm -hmm. leads to a lot of theological concerns about about what happens in this life about judgment about, about the sense of cosmic judgment that that maybe it would be good for us to talk about and i think you're right so i'll tell you what let's listen to just a little bit of our theme song and come back and have that discussion let's do it <laughs>
welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We have uh, poured our drinks, we have geeked out, and it is time <laughs> to talk about the theopolitical aspects of Ozark, and there are a lot. One of the things that really amazed me about Ozark in a, in a very unexpected way is the role that religion played, especially mm. in this fourth season. I mean, we've seen it throughout as we saw like drugs in the bible at all in the first season <laughs> and people using a church service to pass drugs that was interesting but this fourth season we saw a, a lot of religious folks kind of trying to give us religious narratives we saw so, some uh maybe bad theology in it but we also got uh some narratives uh about uh, about theology and i think one of the more important ones is the one that you were talking about just a minute ago and that's is there some kind of cosmic judgment after we have gotten through this life? Like, it right. seems like the birds get away with it. I mean, they've, uh, I mean, maybe they're escalating. Maybe they're going to be running from the cartel their whole life. But it seems like everything has worked out for the birds at the end of the day. The family's yeah. back together. They're set up to be the most politically uh, influential family right. in uh, in the Ozarks. They uh, are a very wealthy family now. They've got their foundation up and running. Uh, the kids seemingly are all on board, uh, and they have acted despicably. They have actively killed people. They have allowed no. people to be killed. They have been no. laundering money for the cartel. They have been uh, corrupting people all around them. Mark, what do you think? Uh, for people who act like the birds, where they seemingly yeah. go through this life without any consequences, is, is there something else? Is there some kind of cosmic retribution for actions like that? I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I, <laughs> um, isn't that the answer you want from a minister? Is like, well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, I, I, I wasn't, I honestly wasn't sure what you were going to say. I thought right? I might say, no, maybe not, you know? Well, I, I, I don't know that there is necessarily. As a matter of fact, I think that we probably, uh, as uh, religious folks, spend way too much time reflecting on and considering whether there is, um, because the afterlife is whatever. It's real. It's not real. It has a, a judgmental God. It doesn't have, it has an all loving God. It has whatever, but ultimately that is the unknowable. What matters is, does it have consequences now? And frankly, it does. Even for them, they have a wrecked mm -hmm. marriage. They have this lack of trust between each other. The kids don't really trust their parents but they feel like they got no choice but to be with them they were so they were so done with their parents that they were willing to run off talking about religion with wendy's father brilliantly played by nathan uh davis uh, mm -hmm. john boy um who plays this uh evangelical minister who's uh, a holier than thou on the outside but that he's a, a, a horrible drunk and did not treat his own family well, and it's just so uh, much bad. Thank, thank God there are no religious hypocrites like that in real life. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if that were true? It, that was that was the moment when I realized terrible. that that was the moment when I realized this show really was fiction. I mean, there was no way. That <laughs> it was a, the, the family all laundering money. That was all a 
okay, but uh, thank God there are no yeah. hypocritical yeah. religious people right. out there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, so, so I think what really matters is that yeah. while they may have technically got away with it, they didn't really. Life has this way of giving you a feedback loop. And I think maybe that's part of what this is about, the escalating and everything, is that life has this way of giving you this feedback loop and you can decide to keep doing what you're doing and you're probably gonna get the, like, you know, the, what was it, Einstein that said that, that uh, stupidity is doing the same thing that you've always done and expect different results different, each yeah. time. That's not the exact mm -hmm. quote and it's probably what stupidity right. is, something like that. But a lot of what's going on here is that, like they have a wrecked relationship with everyone they're in relationship with. Uh -huh. And that there is, that they never have, and this is what I was almost hoping for, at least a hint of it, a redeeming moment where they recognize that relationship might be more important than power and money. That's yeah. the only part that I really felt like they just left it in such a dark, dark space because what they've proven is using their power wrecks all of their relationships. And are any of them happy people? I don't think so. But, you know, they also uh, they also almost turn it into a positive, right? Because they're talking about Marty and Wendy's relationship as unconditional love. And I think that's one of the other theological themes that runs throughout uh, this last season is the idea of unconditional love. Now, now listen, Mark. So, so the priest says to Marty, um, he says, don't you think you're worthy of unconditional love? Uh, do, do you think you can only be, you can only have love if there are conditions? Is love transactional for you? And then like, at the end, right? And so I think this is maybe one of the problems with the, okay. with the show. At the end, Marty and Wendy, they're in the van, you know, right before they have the accident. And, uh, and Marty says, I love you unconditionally. And there have been a lot of conditions, right? And so they're st they're staying together with this unconditional love, and I I think it's I think that's pro I think I it's mean, problematic. Come on. How frequently does Marty say things to uh, 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 um, Wendy that isn't manipulative? He, he said, well, both, "I love you." They're both trying to manipulate each other, but I think they well, think it's but, love. But, but I'm. But what I'm saying, they may think it's love, but what I'm saying, I, I, because of his character, him saying, uh -huh. I love you unconditionally, I have no doubt it was just another means of manipulating her. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, they don't. I mean, she, she, she cheated on the marriage. They both don't trust yeah. each other. They're having to check in constantly. I don't think it's struggling for power. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're saying that Marty, so that Marty is using this, using love, using unconditional love as a manipulation for power in the relationship, uh, and, to, and, to a degree. And I, and I think part of it plays really like. Okay, let's talk a, just very briefly about acting because okay. one, I want to shout out Julie Gardner and Laura Linney are both just unbelievable Fantastic. in the roles. Like, oh my god, I I can watch them do those characters from now on and. Jason uh -huh. Bateman is Jason Bateman. Um, he's it, not yeah. changing his character, but in a lot of ways, it's perfect for this character. It is. And, it is perfect. And, yeah. and where I'm going with this, back to what we were talking about, because of the way he acts, it, 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 mm -hmm. there, it, is, it is somewhat emotionless, or at least 
very small amounts of emotion. And I think that's part of what's going on is we have this character that's willing to manipulate everyone and really isn't in touch with himself or has had a reason in his past to block off his emotions. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it plays into uh, at least this hinting at he, he's never happy. He's always solving a problem. He's always puzzled. He's always just, he's always got a relationship that's falling apart and he's trying how to scramble. And I wonder if part of him being this emotionless character points to what's like, it's almost that the most important thing in life and what they are trying to show you, they never talk about and they never show. And that's good relationships <laughs> and real emotions. Like, <laughs> like because that, yeah, yeah. I, I think Mel, right before he gets killed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think he may have been like the little peek behind the curtain when he says uh, that, that they aren't going to win because the world doesn't work that way. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and then there's this sort of kind of underappreciated storytelling where they shoot him and you go, ha, ah, I guess the world does work that way. Yeah. But I'll go back to, are they happy? Are they in good relationships? Will they not be running from this? If anything, shooting him might have proven that the world doesn't really work that way. You have just created a killer out of your child. Mm. The world doesn't work that way. You are not going to win. You're already losing. He shot me. I don't know. Just a thought. That, that sounds theological to me, Mark, that maybe some of the things that we often define as uh, success, like money and power, the things that the birds are ultimately striving for, are things yeah. that the gospel tells us are not things that really give us life, are not things that, that really give us uh, joy, but, but that the things that give us joy are exactly those things that you're talking about. The, the relationships that we have with one another, the, the caring and being in community with one another and striving for something better in this life and for true love that uh, that is not a manipulative kind of well, love. I, and at, at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, even, even when we're not talking about romantic love, but we're talking about, uh, you know, human relationships, that that's the kind of thing that we're striving for in human relationships too, right? Not transactional yeah. relationships, but relationships Absolutely. that are really about the upbuilding of other people, about the flourishing Absolutely. of other people. Well, and you brought this up, and uh, Ellen Green online has asked a great question. Uh, is there really such a thing as human unconditional love? Is there? I mean, we want to believe it is. It's very romantic. Uh, I certainly have always felt that I was striving to try to understand how to do that and be that, uh, not just for people close, but for people in general. It does feel like that's part of the gospel message is to love unconditionally. But I think she touches on the human condition here quite well. It's, it, within the human condition, are we capable of doing that? And, and I'll up the ante on her question. Could that also be part of what the show is about is showing that our human condition might not allow for that. I don't know. It's a great question. What do you think? It is a good question. I think the closest we get to unconditional love is uh, with kids, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, that you, you because I think our, our relationships that we make or, or even the relationships that we inherit, like uh, relationships with um, with, you know, parents or, or whatever it is, whoever it is that uh, yeah. that uh, that care for us, that, that those tend to be much more conditional. I think with children it's easier for it to 
to be unconditional. Um, but but I think at the end of the day, maybe there still always are conditions. And so maybe that is something that we're always striving for. And, you know, in the great divine uh, uh, element that connects us, we we try to do a little bit better of, of unconditional mm-hmm. love. Hey, look, yeah. uh, Mark, that's a great yeah. question. That's a question that philosophers and theologians have been <laughs> striving to answer for Absolutely. thousands of years. And so I'll ramble on and on and not get any more answer than anyone. If the great philosophers and theologians uh, can't answer it, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer it with a moonshine margarita. But how about this? Yeah, I, I, bet... I, <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I'm like, it's been a lifetime pursuit of mine, and I was like, "Well, I've got Caleb. I can, I can." Yeah, I can yeah, I'm answer. sure he'll be able to answer it, or at least he'll be able to ramble on and on. Into here. But here, here's 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 something else, Mark. It is almost time for our make me look stupid round, and you, you last time you stumped me, and I bet well, I bet you're gonna have another question. That's going to make me look stupid today. Like, yeah. hey, Caleb, how about unconditional love? Can we ever <laughs> accomplish that? I don't know. I, I think I think I kind of blew it by giving that one up front. Uh, 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 you know, okay. I, couldn't, I, I couldn't help it. Ellen revealed it, and it was mm, a brilliant question. Uh, so. She stumped us. Okay. Hey, how about this? Think, think of your question. I'll think of one. And let's come back. Let's try and make each other look stupid. <laughs> Sticking with us this far into the Moonshine Jesus Show, we really appreciate you being here. Listen, you're you're joining us for our "Make Me Look Stupid" segment, where Caleb and I <laughs> try to make each other look stupid with one question. Uh, and 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 last week, I, it was our first Sunday viewing this, and I admittedly, intentionally asked Caleb a question that I really thought there was no answer for, uh, just because I thought it'd be fun. Uh, and you know what it was, but I'm not going to do that to you this time. I am not. Okay. I am not. Okay. I'm, going to, right. I'm even going to go so far as to allow you to decide who asked the first question. I'm going to let you go first, Mark. Okay. okay. All right. I will go and first. It, and it's yeah. not because I'm still thinking about my question. <laughs> of course I'm not. Decided I'm sure. what it's going to be. I'm yeah. sure it's not. Right. I'm sure it's not. All right. So here's my question. I think this is this is an answerable question. It happens to be a question. That I think has political and maybe theological ramifications, mm-hmm. uh, but I am—I'm not trying to make you look stupid as much as say this is a <laughs> difficult. Okay, a little uh-huh. bit. no, uh, as uh-huh. much as saying this is a difficult question that deserves to be struggled with. Okay, so I'm bending the rules very slightly. So, what is you compare this show a mm-hmm. bit with Breaking Bad? I did too yeah. as I was watching it. Uh-huh. What is the fascination? particularly in the United States, with middle-aged white male anti-heroes on on a TV show. Uh, I mean, both of these are immensely popular. And what we have are are white male anti-heroes. Why why does that play so well to the American public? Because in my Uh opinion, it Uh shouldn't. So why does it? (laughs) 
I, well, I think you're right. And it would be interesting. I've never looked at the demographics of either one of these shows, but it would be mm. interesting to see who's watching these. And it would yeah. be interesting to know why. But I, I think, mm. I yeah. mean, I think you gave me the answer here that I, I mean, I, I think that it is also common for uh, people to kind of go through midlife crisis, uh, midlife crisis mm. and wonder like, who is it that I am? Have I not really lived or uh, that kind of thing? And so I think that's particularly common with white men uh as they enter middle age to wonder what it is you're such a nice guy this is not the way i it speaks to what a great soul you are it really does keep keep answering okay all right um so 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 i think that that uh i think that a lot of white middle-aged men are kind of living uh, living through a secondary bad boy phase through these characters like uh <laughs> like, like me uh, like, like me Walter, uh, although, like Walter although I'm, I'm playing i'm playing really loosely calling myself middle-aged but okay uh, <laughs> so I'm you're saying like Walter in the middle age I'm, yeah. uh, so i'm gonna learn i'm gonna take a lesson from this i'm about to enter middle age yeah i saw you buy your I, middle age car there you're, you're I, I did <laughs> i did i, I so, like it though. i like it and so, but i'm gonna but i'm not gonna launder money for the cartel and, really? I, and I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna. You might want to reconsider life decisions. Church, drugs and church service. Like, is that off limits, Mark? I'm not sure that I, I ever. No, that is. I, I think that there, there's there are certainly spiritual gatherings that have drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've certainly heard that drugs can bring a spiritual experience. So I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I think it would, I do think it might be hard to launder money through the church, though. So maybe you do have to give up on that dream. Okay. All right. I'll give it up. But you sounded you sounded like you had another thought on on what this was. Uh, I guess, I guess. simple, like middle age kind of stuff. So listen, if if you are a white male in America mm-hmm. who s- spends life doing things that a lot of people would judge as wrong and questionable, uh, uh, sometimes illegal, sometimes just morally questionable. Would it not be good to be watching television shows where a person who's not completely unlike you, who is doing questionable things morally or even uh, uh, legally wrong, uh, are the hero of the show? Would that not feel great? Would you not be like, yes, I understand, that's me. I might do wrong things, but ultimately I'm doing it for the, quote, right reasons. I mean, is that not... Mm. Oh, is that a little too too on point? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like 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 the idea of of, uh, of anti-heroes, particularly when you mm-hmm. make them all, you know, white, middle class, uh, male uh, U.S. citizens, it just feels way too much like. So who is it that's wanting to hear that those people are actually kind of heroes? Well, it's the people who are acting like them that want to hear that they're kind of like heroes. Okay, okay. fair enough. Okay, fair enough. You've you've convinced me. I, I don't I, I don't know I don't know if I'm right. I just know that's what. I just think it. I think I it think shows the I difference between. No of that. I think it shows the difference between me and you. You really have an actually genuinely good spirit about you, and I am I am a 
an old cynical jerk. I'm like, mm, <laughs> there's got to be a bad reason people like this. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, granted, I think I think going through a, a midlife crisis isn't the best thing in the world. Okay, right. so here's it's my it's my turn. I've got a question. All right, for you. I'm ready. I'm, okay. I think I'm so, ready. Okay, so this is the the point in the show that that really uh, that that really kind of put things in perspective for me. So okay. they've just survived. I, hope I remember it. The, you will. It's in the last right. episode. They've right. just survived the car crash, uh, mm-hmm. or second to the last episode, whichever one that right. happened in. Second to last. And so, believe, and so this is someone technically the last one. It was a two part. Right. So okay. Okay. Good. One. Yeah. Either way, I'm. You're right. right. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove you're right. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay. So one person we haven't talked about at all yet is the priest. Yeah. For Navarro, who is maybe the the, the most uh, the the most overt religious imagery we see, right? The He's guy wearing there. the collar, uh, mm-hmm. which is an interesting character. Okay, but the car has crashed. They've come out seemingly unscathed, and the priest says, mm-hmm. "How many times does God have to point to you before you notice?" I think this accident was your last warning. And then Wendy, with no hesitation, says, <laughs> "No, it was an assurance that we're we were going to make it out alive." Yeah. Um, which I which shows you the bird's perspective on the world. I yeah. think. But here's my question, Mark. Uh-oh. Uh oh, I'm already dreading this based on the setup. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do we get divine warnings like that? Do we? Do we? Do we get? Uh, pieces of our lives that tell mm. us we're headed in the right direction or not. What does that look like for us? I, I'm going to give you one two word answer that is simple. Okay. And then I'm going to give you a, a longer answer that actually almost feels like it negates my first answer. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. Everyone pay attention to how quick he came up with that. Like, <laughs> in two seconds. I'm going to give you a two word answer and I'm going to give you this. On. I want right, to okay, so, see where you're so going. The first, the first answer uh-huh. is hell no. <laughs> okay. That's hell the first no. answer. We don't, no. we, we don't we get don't, any indication. No, no. Okay. Not, not from God. We don't get some kind of God sign okay. of this or that's going to happen. But okay. listen. Okay. Negate it now. I want to hear gonna, so long I, Now, now okay. I'm going to tactfully, okay. neg- possibly negate it. By So I, I was answering the question based on the character's understanding of who and what God is. That there is some, some divine providence of God that looks down on the world and makes choices about interacting with the world, which for me is a bunch of really bad theology because it makes God this thing that needs playthings and then mm-hmm. is willing to step in and interact and, and negate free will on behalf of some and not on others. That is not a God that I ever need to know about, think about, or deal with ever again. Now, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll back that up and say, the God that I believe you and I both mm-hmm. think of and understand mm-hmm. is more of, I, what frequently when I preach, I say this thing that we call God, trying mm-hmm. to disanthropomorphize God, trying mm-hmm. to say there is yeah. something that we don't quite understand. I do believe that there is this thing larger than us that mm-hmm. connects us all, that is grounded in love, that through each other and through our interactions with the world and the things we say to each other and how 
we uh, respond to each other does speak to us if we choose to listen to life, hmm. not listen to some magical gray-haired white male god in the sky that chooses who gets blessings mm -hmm. and who doesn't, but rather yeah. to, to this universal reality of connectedness. If we're willing to sit down long enough and really listen to what life is telling us in terms of how it plays out, in terms of how it affects emotions and relationships, that is a voice that I could possibly label as God, that if hmm. I'm paying enough attention over enough time and giving myself time to reflect on it could direct me towards what really matters in life. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I think the way that, that I've experienced that a lot is in community. And I think if we think yeah. that God is yeah. present in the midst of uh, he good, healthy relationships, so, you know, mm -hmm. not like the birds, like the opposite <laughs> of the birds, like think of the birds and like the opposite right. of that, uh, like, like true supportive, caring relationships and whether, you know, you experience that hopefully in a religious community or, or other communities in your life, right. whether it's like some kind of AA community, whether it's uh, some kind of friendship community, no, no matter what it is, your chosen family, whatever it is, uh, yeah. a given family, that, that if you can experience those kinds of relationships, that mm. that is in some way, the great divine, the universe somehow yes. um, speaking truth into your life yeah. and uh at least for me that that's often the way that that i've heard that kind of discerning voice is through people mm. i know love and trust to give yes. me some incredible answers to how i ought to approach life and so i appreciate you mark for helping me figure <laughs> out how to approach life through <laughs> ozark today wow. I, 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 think, I i think I'd we both have done ended. all that yeah. we we while there might not be redeeming characters, I think the two of us have maybe done what we can. Like maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. I, maybe. I think yeah. I think somewhat, but the sad part of the behind the story is that she uh, b betrays uh, both the FBI in their eyes, the FBI and the birds, and so she gets demoted and becomes a minor it, character that we don't nothing. ever hear from again. Like that's kind of yep. sad. But listen, yeah. I do think while there are not any truly fully redeemable characters or redeemed characters. Uh -huh. You and I did our best to redeem the show and bring something that we can all learn out of it. <laughs> I think we tried. I think we really tried. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I, uh, I appreciate the conversation, Mark. I appreciate all of you. Cheers to all of you out there watching. I hope that you finished your drink as I finished yes. mine. I've got a <laughs> little more we'll to see. go. You better, better chug it, Mark, so you can I'll see a mythical creature, okay? Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Absolutely. Just a great time. Appreciate the conversation. See you next time. Absolutely. On? The Moonshine. Jesus. Show. Show. <laughs> moonshine, Jesus. Moonshine, Jesus.